up? No. <laughs> Keep it. I don't Keep know it. where that came Be from. Be your natural self. I'm trying to overcompensate for the way I'm feeling right now. You're a DJ now. That's why. <laughs> I'm certain I'm a DJ now. I think DJ Merv is too. I think DJ Merv is worth. Okay, anyways, welcome to Read the Room Podcast. It's your girl, Marcus Word. Stop saying that. It's your girl, Ambria. Ambria Bia. Uh, Somebody called me Bria the other day. The other day? How do you feel about it? I don't like it. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's not... My parents allegedly were between... I know the story. Amber and Brianna. But guess what? They what? said... My auntie was like, it was not Amber and Bria. It was Embriel. Embria. So My name was almost Embriel, bro. That's kind of, that's a, a little, that's a little lot. too that's much. That's a lot. They that's already a did too kind much. of a lot with Embria. Embriel. But Embria, you know, Ambrosia, you know, we can get away with Embria. You have for 27 Enough years. years. Boy, she was on my age. <laughs> um, anyways. Back to what we're here for. We're back with a new episode of Read, Read the Room Podcast. Hello, thanks yeah, for joining man. us, new folks, our tenure folks. Thanks for joining us again. I thought you said tenure. 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 The tenure folks. Yeah, we love y'all. We do. Okay, so it is May. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. So mm-hmm. if you have not given our last episode a spin, Go do that. Right now. It was about navigating mental health. We talked about mental health at large, what it looks like in the black community, how little we rely on, you know, support in that area. So go and listen to that episode. Yes. Full of lots of gems and resources for y'all. Yes. Yeah. And the... In the little description, we you know, mm-hmm. go click. Okay, but on today's episode, we are going to revisit a topic that we talked about way back when in the beginning of the podcast. Yep, which is being successful. Yes. Um, we had an episode previously called "I Just Want to Be Successful," so this one is "I Just Want to Be Successful." Part two. <laughs> I know creatives <laughs> at large. <laughs> Um, in a la- in our last episode, we talked a lot about our upbringing and schooling and what the pressures of being successful look like through that. Yeah. And now we want to kind of follow up, talk about what it looks like right now in the present, at work, in Zoom culture, like all yeah. of that. We just want to, you know, bring Absolutely. it back. So, um, I feel like to tie this into the mental health month we should probably talk about first and foremost how stressful the concept of being successful is oh my gosh like how would you as of lately how would you describe it like given the circumstances we're in a pandemic we're working from home you're still trying to you know make lemonade out of lemons how do you describe the pressures these days i think for me it's just like a general thing as far as the pressures of success and what that looks like i think for me the pressure really comes from obviously family but mostly like the timelines that like are are you know that we set on ourselves or that we we see other folks you know you want to emulate with things like forbes 30 under 30 you know 20 under 20 you know those type of lists so it's like for me the pressure is when it comes to success is a like the timeline surrounded oh 
associated with being successful uh-huh. and then also what it takes to get there, you know, cause you don't, I think for me, I said that like three times right now, but it's really difficult to know how I'm going to get to my end goal. Okay. Because okay. so many things can happen and uh-huh. there's no one route to be successful. Right. So you mix that in with this timeline. And it just is a mess. mess. In a second, we'll talk about like our definitions of success, but I agree a hundred percent as far as the timelines go because bro, like people, it's crazy how everyone has, you know, they have their own internal timeline, but everyone else has a timeline on you. Yeah. And then they'll be asking you questions and it's kind of like, what do you even like, where's that coming from? And then it becomes clear. Oh, you have an idea in your head of where I should be and what I should be doing right. at any which moment. Like people will ask me all the time, like, so do you be buying like designer bags or like, <laughs> when are you getting a new car? And don't get me wrong. I want a new car, but yeah. it's like, why are you asking me that? Oh, right. because you perceive me as being at a certain place. And now the next thing in your mind yeah. for me is this thing. Family, especially. Yeah. My cousin did the same thing to me. Um, he's older. He has a couple of kids. Um, and why you gotta ask? <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta his social security number is uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but whatever. We, we we just be like, you know, you know how you have that one person y'all just be dogging each other out. That's the type of relationship y'all okay. have, but not in like a brutal like manner. Us. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But we that's the type of relationship we have and he'd be like, Oh, you make all this money and what you know, you're not wearing designer, why are you he's like, What about your look at your shoes? They're probably from Walmart I was from Target, seventeen dollars. I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> cute. Though. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. I'm not gonna put my, my money on my body. I feel like for me I'm not in a position to like for real for real afford no damn designer. I ain't got no extra three thousand dollars to spend on a bag. Yeah. That don't sound right to, to me right. in this moment. Right. So I'm like if if I'm talk, I'll be talking about like, if that's what you want, do it. I don't. Right. Who's stopping you? Right. Why are you in my pockets? Literally. Ooh, pocket watching. We've talked about that. In you know, I'm like, why before. are you in my pockets? I'm like, I like I I do with my money what I like to do, and that's to travel because cost effective and I love to Tra- do it. Yes, yes, and I yes. love it. And he's like, oh, you make you say you make all this money in red. I'm like, boy, get out of my face. People do that he's a like, lot. Like thirty years old, but yeah, I'm like, well, leave me alone. People, okay, family. <laughs> does that and i think anyone who perceives you as having a certain amount of anything yes they because everyone has in their mind okay if i had x here's what i would be exactly doing. and then they start projecting onto yeah. you and it's like okay well then get x so then you could do whatever you want to do <laughs> like with no it you know? like, you. <laughs> yeah literally not a single person is stopping you but like i i know like for me i have bigger goals yeah and if that means not necessarily getting a purse, even if I have extra $3,000, like everybody knows me, like that's not really my vibe. Yeah. Maybe it'll become my vibe one day. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just like to each their own. And it's like, I feel like I wish everyone would just take a step back yeah. and stop that like gut reaction of trying to project on someone what you imagine for yourself. Yeah. I think the number one way to stop that <laughs> is to just, like reach as far as you can in your own life and then then it's your own money yeah <laughs> like i think that that's a pretty simple fix for that um also let's talk about what it looks like on social media mm. 
So there's the pressures of your family being like, you should do X, Y, and Z. How do you feel like social media plays into these like pressures to succeed or have certain things? I think it plays into it a lot, which is why I feel like there's always a discourse about stepping away from social media if you know you can't handle that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't give a fuck what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> if she's succeeding, I'm going to like and retweet and I'm going to yeah, go on by yeah, my yeah. day because that's yeah. not going to hurt me. My pockets is not going to pay my student loans. It's not going to pay my rent. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really care, but... People see other people succeeding and it becomes a competition mm-hmm. of, oh, I need to either one-up you or find something in what you said to kind of humble you a little bit. I, ooh, ooh. So there's this like non-existing competition. You competing with someone that, A, don't know you yeah. and not in the same line of work is... I, I, I'm the type of person, I'm just like, I feel like it's enough bags out here for everybody it is because money's fake. Uh-huh. So it's enough bags for everybody. <laughs> it's the shit's yeah. endless. So. Yeah. When I see other people, I'm just like, okay, cool. Also, sometimes for me, I'm not no hater. It gives me a sense of, like, oh, child, maybe, you know, let me look into that. Let me tap that, into okay. that. You know what? <laughs> you know? There's such that's a, how you come in. Literally, it's like a thin, I feel like the distinction between allowing someone to inspire you yeah. and to be competing with somebody is your own sense of self and your own mm-hmm. self-esteem. If I see one of my friends going off, first of all, I, I don't even connect the two. Like, I'm not one of those people like, oh, my friend is doing this. Like, I need to go. I literally see it so separate because I know how much I have in my mind and what I want to do. But if you're one of those people who see someone else doing something and it sparks something in you, if it doesn't spark a positive, ooh, I can do that too. Or, ooh, like, maybe I want to try that. Then you need to do some inner work because if it's sparking a, well, I can do that too, like, uh, you know, in a different Mm -hmm. kind of tone, like, I mean, if I did that, I would get different. Like, okay, yeah. like I bought this condo. There's people who are like, oh, why there? Or like, I would have done. Okay, then you do no that. No one's stopping you. Literally, not a single soul is stopping you. So go do that. This is what I chose to do with my life, and you can do with your life as you please. But people are very. I hate people like that because it's like, first of all, you gotta check where that's coming from. And also, B, do you like your friends? <laughs> no, for real. Like, do you like your friends? Because, like, for me, it's just like, why would that be the first thing you think of when your friend doing completely something separate from you? Do you like your friends and are they your friends for real? <laughs> like, is that actually your friend if they do something and you're instantly like, oh, well, let me yeah. try and one up you or let me try and that, do a different or let me do the exact same thing mm-hmm. tomorrow and show you that I'm on the same page yep. as you. It's like. You sound crazy. Yeah. You look crazy. And everyone mm-hmm. can see through that. Yeah. Like, it's very apparent. It's like, you wasn't even thinking about Doing that, that until that, that person did it. And I hate that. Yeah. And it's so clear. Like, we, yeah, we all have seen it happen, whether it be in the media or in our mm-hmm. real lives. Like, you can tell when somebody's doing something that's inauthentic because someone else is doing it just so they can say they did it. Exactly. Like, you see somebody with a new car and you're like... I mean, I can afford a new car, so I'm going to get a new car tomorrow. And everybody's like, you wasn't even thinking about getting yeah. a new car. Your car is fine. Like, your situation <laughs> was fine, but now you're just trying to compete, and it looks just to so one ugly. Up. Yeah, I really hope those type of people really tap into it. Not to say that it's like, because I also think that all those different emotions are, like, supernatural. They're, like, yeah. you know, human emotions. They're valid. Even, like, in some instances, jealousy it's a it's a it's a it's a human it's a human uh-huh. emotion it yeah. can be valid in certain in some instances but it's how far you go with that how far you go and how 
open and honest you are with it. Yeah. And are you honest with yourself and are you honest with the person? If my friend say somebody like, okay, you're about to go out of town. I yeah. love traveling. I'm jealous. I want to go out of town. <laughs> I wish I was going out of town too, you know, and that's me being yes. real. That's me being yes. honest. Like, and that's an okay feeling yeah. to have. It's different if you're going out of town and I'm like, this is going out of town. Like I'm a, I'm a plan a trip the next weekend for them. Yeah. And I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to act like it had nothing. Her going there, it had nothing to do with me. Like, it didn't inspire me nothing. Yeah. I'm about to stay where she's staying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having the same color swimsuit. Bro, just, it's, but people do that. Like It's weird. It's, and it's sick. If you cannot go to your friend yeah. and say, you inspired me. Like, there's people who've said that to me, and it'd be like, <laughs> I'd be damn near wanting to cry. I inspired you. But yeah. but I appreciate it. Yeah. And there's people who I tell them, you inspire me. Like, you inspire me to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, absolutely. Why Why can't you? Like, yeah. why? And I I love seeing that in my friend because I want to be surrounded around women or just people in general that are on their shit, that are doing something. Something that they love or like or trying to obtain their goals. Even if it's just to get a bag. That's your business. If you're reaching <laughs> your goal, bro. Right. I like Literally. that to be in my circle because yeah. we all doing something, yeah. you know? And that's I like th- those vibes. Those are good vibes to yeah. have around you. What I think it was Jay Z or somebody who said like, if you're doing better than everyone in your circle, then like you need a different circle. And don't get yeah. me wrong, like that's a no. It's it's like if everybody, uh, if you're the only person that get money, then essentially, you shouldn't. It, I forgot what it was, but we it understand was <laughs> the sen- the sentiment is now I gotta pull it up. <laughs> okay, now I gotta pull it up. The sentiment is while Merv pulls it up is like you should be around people who inspire you. Like, you shouldn't be the only person who's working towards something or who has something. Like, everyone should have their own things going on and they be, you know, productive in their own way. I don't think it means necessarily, like, if your friends have less money than you, then don't be around them. I think it means if they not own nothing and you own something, then you need to surround yourself with more like-minded people. Okay. What's the quote? Okay, I'm, I'm almost there. I put in the shirt. What if it wasn't Jay Z? Alright, no, it was Nipsey said a lot of similar stuff. Ooh, I'm, rest in peace, Nipsey. That still really gets me. It's talking about the checks and the bosses, and the, it's it's on friends, right? The squares in your circle? No, it's no, about. I don't think he said it in friends. It says it wasn't friends because he was like, people, you know, don't want to work with me or or something like that because they want. I don't. I, I, I can't fucking remember. I'm reading the lyrics and I can't find it. I don't know what to do with my crew. Ten toes, ten toes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Y'all got bro, like, y'all got the song is called like, Friends by Beyonce and Jay-Z, the Carters I album. Know, me. They were talking yeah, their, you know, wealth and opulence yeah, talk like, like they usually like, talk. And Merv is looking crazy. for a lyric about, you know, we know everything you say from niggas close to you. Oh, shit, not that. You got niggas in the fib. Okay. You're oh, okay. Well, I find like it. It's the wrong song. It's the wrong song. It wasn't that song. What the fuck? It was. He was it on? A, was it on four four four? I don't know, bro. Okay, but we probably should just okay. let the people go search. Go look first. If I find it, it I'm gonna make a test. Sound bit. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> More. I love the story. I get is, the sentiment. Yeah, and I agree. I agree I with agree the sentiment. Too. I also really the concept of competition i say this probably in every episode mm-hmm. i hate competitive people me too like i don't like being around competitive people because and don't get me wrong it's people who like are in sports and you're like oh i want to win the game yeah but there's also people who are competitive in life 
<laughs> and it's like, you'll never be me. I'll never be you. There's no reason and, for you And to bro, ever. it's like, life is already hard. Like, what? <laughs> you want to add extra elements to this? Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Take a step back. Literally. 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 Okay. I was going to say something, but I totally just forgot. While you were deep. Oh, there's, a, there's another Jay-Z call. I think this was on 444. I don't know what's up, but he was like, why would I drink X when Diddy got whatever the name of his brand drink is? Okay, okay, that's another thing. Yeah. Supporting your friends? Okay, speak on it. But don't yeah. get me wrong, like, I don't believe in blindly giving... How do I explain this? I think that you can support your friends always, mm-hmm. but if there's something that they're doing and it either is like not in alignment with yeah. you or something like that, you don't have to support it in the exact same way. Yeah. Like say for instance, you put out a line of shirts and I think that the shirt is extremely ugly. <laughs> I don't have to buy that shirt and wear no, it on my back. But I'm going to share the post. Share the post or buy somebody it for somebody who like will it. like it. Yeah. yeah. Like try and expand your audience. Like there's ways to do that. Yeah. If you just straight don't do nothing at all and the furtherance of your friends thing, even if it's, Okay, you post videos. I'm going to watch your video and mm-hmm. like it and tell you it was good. You know, like, yeah. it's simple things. But I think that this, like, culture of competition has contributed to people not supporting yeah. people close to them. I saw someone on Twitter say, like, um, someone will post a picture and it'll be, like, someone beautiful or some art that's so great. But not a lot of people will interact with it. And then... So the numbers are low, mm-hmm. but then someone who has a following already oh, yeah. posts something and everybody mm-hmm. is gassing it and it's of less quality than yeah. that other thing. So I feel like we should all try and do that less because I also be seeing like beautiful art come yeah. down the timeline and nobody not paying no attention yeah. because they want to gas Jada Waita and you know, like we've seen and that's no shade to her yeah. she's a beautiful girl but you know somebody who's beautiful and has posted their face on the timeline and you're yeah. like anyways yeah um but you know that ties into the social media conversation that we have people are really attracted to numbers yeah they're really attracted to large followings they they, yeah. they for some reason uh, associate that with you I mean, I guess you are being super popular, well-liked. They want to be in that vicinity. So they're going to do everything, go out of their way to to do for you what they don't do for, you know, do for someone they don't even know that has this large following in the hopes of maybe being seen or aligning themselves with those particular people. I know what's... Right. Oh, I've been rocking with you since your friends were like that support as well. (laughs) When you get a chance. Literally, literally. And then, but then don't let you... People will not be paying you no attention, and then something happened in your life, or you have some sort yeah. of love, and it's oh my god, like I we why we go the weather. best, like I miss I'm, you so much, and it's like, like well, bro. what were you doing in between? <laughs> because I was existing, literally, still. bro. It's it's the, it's the craziest thing, but that's the thing with social media. That goes into our. We had a whole episode yeah. talking about do anything for clout. Go yeah. listen to that because it's on YouTube. Remember. Oh, okay. Go watch that <laughs> on YouTube. YouTube, YouTube exclusive. It, talk, it talks about this concept. Okay. So, on this topic of success, I think it's important for us to talk about defining success. Yeah. Um, and what that means for us and what it might mean for other individuals who... I feel like in society, we're like, okay, successful. It's like, okay, you have a lot of money and this, that, and the other. So, let's formulate our own little definitions yes. of success in a in a few different 
category. So let's start with money slash professional. How would you define success in um, that context? For me, so I have a long-term goal, and I figured it out just literally two months ago what my long-term goal is. Okay. And I don't want to put it out there just yet. Yeah. But I have a long-term goal. Uh-huh. So that gives me what my end goal is. So right. now I'm in the process of learning the necessary skills that I know is going to help me from my position to a higher position to a higher position to get where I go. Okay. So ideally in my professional world, in my professional success would be getting to that, whatever, that position that I have in mind right now. Okay. Which is like a pretty high level position. Okay. And I will be happy. It's not necessarily associated with money. It's just like moving up the ranks. Okay. So that would be my professional goal. You said finance? Yeah. I was using them like interchangeably. Oh, inter- okay, yeah. One, but, but you said they're separate. And then also financially, I feel like I, I just really, really want to be comfortable. And for me, that means I'm making enough money to pay my rent every month or mortgage, whatever I decide to do down the road. Um, ideally, I would have paid off my student loans. I just hate them hanging over me so bad. Ooh. Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. That's why I'd be like, I'm just like, let me just get this out of here. Um, so I would get rid of that. Um, yeah, really. That's I just want to be comfortable and also have enough to like travel like every three months. Okay, I just I just gonna say I just want to be successful. Ideally, like, ideally that that's, that's it. And and I feel like also with the the goal that I have in mind. I feel like I won't do that until I retire. I'm going to do that to a certain point. Really? Wait. Yeah. I don't want to work forever. No, I'm saying you. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you don't want to do that thing until after you retire. No. Okay. Oh so God. you want to get. No. I'm like, hold no, on. No, no, no. This is an after. No, no, no. Because no. they want to know in that position, you usually make a ton of money. So I'm like, if I could just get a f- maybe 10 years in it, I'm done working. Okay. Because you can build up enough money to really yeah. just like last you. And I'm not. I'm, I always say this. I'm not the type of money where I'm, like, money hungry. I Sometimes I don't even be caring. Yeah. I still got to put in a timesheet for my freelance job. So, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't be caring yeah, yeah. about the money as long as I'm good. Right. So, for that, it's just me more so about stability. I'm not trying to hoard no wealth. And I'm like, I don't care. If my family good, <laughs> I can travel, bills pay. Yeah. Eat good. That's okay. I feel That's like for me. that is a very good, like description of how mine is as well like your last statement just mm-hmm. for me success both in money and in professional wise is more about lifestyle than it is about a particular place mm-hmm. like we talk about this or i talk about this all the time i'm a lawyer i work at a firm and the what everyone thinks the logical progression is stay an associate then you become partner which is like becoming the boss and then you've made it in the legal world like yeah okay, I'm a partner at a big firm and woo-woo. I don't know if I want that. Mm. Like, I just, I'm thinking about it more and more every day. Like, do I want to do the lawyer thing yeah. completely for a long time? Like, I'm not sure if I even want that, but I know what I want my life to be like. I know that I want to be able to eat whatever foods yes. I want, travel mm. wherever I want, mm-hmm. see something I like and not have to think yeah. like, ooh, could I just... I, I just want freedom. Like, yeah. I want freedom in every sense of the word when it comes to, like, money and profession. But that also means that I want to be happy yes. doing what I'm doing. Yes. And I'm 
I'm a young attorney, so like there's time for me to, you know, find my niche or whatever, but like I just want to like what I'm doing and have the freedom to live life as I please. Absolutely. Because that's ideal, man. Yeah, just you know, you see all those tweets all the time. I don't dream of labor. I don't dream of labor either, but I know, like, in order for me to get to a place where I'm comfortable, I kind of have to do some labor. They said, oh, I don't dream of labor. No, I, I definitely do not dream of labor. I'll be a- me either. But, I mean, if it was, I don't know. I think I'm grateful that I have the hustle that I have because yeah. I am where I am right now at a young age. Yeah. So, like, a lot of hustle I've already put in over the years. But do I aspire to being uncomfortable overworked tired and in a setting that just don't vibe with me no No. i don't and i think that that's a consideration a lot of us have to have about corporate america in general yeah i'm a black woman who's young from chicago from Broadview, in corporate america just my existence is already not in alignment with what corporate america says is the standard so it's like the longer i stay in that is corporate america gonna conform to me Oh, no, absolutely no. not. So, and I'm not going to conform to it because I, I can, I am who I am. So it's just like, how long can I do this for? Exactly. <laughs> like, we'll we'll see what happens, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment because I'm just like, I kind of don't want to leave my company because I don't know how other companies are. And I've gotten to the point where I've gotten comfortable, and you know, not a, in complacent like position or money or anything like that, but like. A comfortable space where people actually see me and like they know the quality of the work that I do and they appreciate that. That is so difficult. That exactly like do I stay somewhere where it's not perfect, Mm -hmm. but where at least like they know me and I don't have to go start from scratch. Yeah, that's anyone looking like if you're trying to consider whether you should find a new job or not. It's it's risks inherent in it, and there's like luxury inherent in it too. Like yeah. I don't know if this is probably somebody like, yeah, I should look for a new job. Right now. <laughs> like this is this is your sign. Yeah, go, go look. But you know what? Even if you're not looking for a new job, always know. Keep your Google notifications oh, on. Trust your me, LinkedIn I do. Notifications you on. Get that indie coming in like crazy. Yeah, lit- I literally yeah. every single day Google's like, here's the lawyer jobs that are out there, <laughs> and I will look because you yeah. never know. Like, keep your options open. But no, I always do. But a, a good work culture is always number one for me if y'all are annoying or i just really can't get down with how y'all move i'm not gonna work there how do you define annoying in the work context uh like micromanagement me? i don't like my Micro- i cannot i can't somebody like did you i can't work under micromanagement yeah bro no i cannot that um weird vibes in terms of like race and things like that even though that's hard to avoid but it is but on a can, lesser scale you can feel it that's yeah. another thing like and I say that's another thing 800 times every <laughs> single episode, so get used to it. Yeah. I think that we all know that racism exists. Mm. We all know that like microaggressions exist and implicit bias exists. But in some spaces, there's just this eerie feeling of yeah. like you're not welcome Racism, here. yep. Even if people are like, I am so happy you're here. Yeah. I love you so much. You're yeah. the best black girl I've ever been. You know, like... You can just tell when it's just not yeah. the vibe for you. Yeah. And it's hard to say. You can't really explain that to someone who doesn't understand Exactly. Because they're like, are you good? Is everything good? You can be like, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Especially being in the tech field, bro. Ooh. That's. It is what it is. <laughs> is, there, is there barely black people there, right? Come on now. 
What percentage would you say? Imagine DePaul. Okay, but DePaul felt like it was more black people because we were all, all together. Yeah, so imagine but... DePaul was spread out. <laughs> that's that's how I see the world of yeah, tech. I yeah. just actually saw a tweet from this girl. Um, she was working at a super big tech company. I and, know the tweet you're talking yeah, about. And she like left the company and she was like, I'm not going to say it was a good experience, but you know, I learned a lot on right. the job. So I was already knowing that coded language. I'm already knowing what's going on. Yeah. And in a space like that where people unconsciously, consciously, whatever, are, you know, racially biased. When it comes to, like, you trying to move up, especially as a black woman in a space that's predominantly white and male, you're not going to have a lot of people on your side backing you. And you kind of need them backing you in order to move up. If there's no one coming, not to your rescue, but no one coming to defend you or to big you up, you're not finna move up. Yeah. So those are spaces that I don't want to be in because... I'm not going to be reduced to my race when you know I got, you know, the work ethic. You know I could do the job. But because I'm a black woman, you're not going to help me get to the top or yeah. get up because... Everything is so, like, person-to-person based yeah. and not on the quality of your work. And then, in addition to that, don't let the quality of your work ever be less yeah. than... Great. Always, you always have to go above and beyond. That's what sucks. It's it's, I was on a call with a bunch of black attorneys the yeah. other day, and that was one of the conversations we had about like, yeah, we have to prove ourselves at every single moment and every single second. And does no one ever think this must be tiring for her? <laughs> That's good having this break. conversation right now with yeah. me must be tiring for her. Like, and then you're at home in your own space. Being uncomfortable. It's just so, yeah. it's so weird. It just is layer. Yeah. And recently, um, at my job, um, myself and even how I even started, my, I was just like trying to get to know more, you know, black people, yeah. black managers. And I set up a meeting with one uh, woman and we were just having conversations, getting to know each other. And she was like, and we just like came up with the idea, like, why, why don't we just set up like a, a monthly meeting with yeah. us? Us, the dolls, the black dolls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get together, just talk yeah. about different things. Right. And like, you know, so we had our first meeting and it was such good vibes. And I feel like we were all on the same page. It's like, it's so little of us. So when we see each other, we're just like, okay, girl, how are you? You know, literally, let's, literally, let's do, literally. Let's, you know, let's do this. And some of the topics that came up are on t- around stuff like, how do you know, how do you get promoted and how do you navigate race in the, in, in this space? And one of my friends, she's based in Austin. Um, and she was an account manager. She's like, how do I navigate, you know, being a black woman and I'm talking to, you know, mostly white CEOs and trying to get them to, you know, you know, do, do whatever, do what my job is. Yeah. And it's just like, how do I navigate that? Cause sometimes you're not always welcomed, even in the, you know, and being, especially being in a space of zoom, it's like, it could be real. It's yeah. So I'm at least glad to have that in my organization. So when I say I'm really happy where I'm at, that's what I talk about. We have stuff like that. We have people, I have people that support me and people yeah. I can trust. Yeah. And that's hard to find in a lot of companies. It's hard to find. I have a similar situation where the black people come together and we yeah. talk and that's where I feel most comfortable in my mm-hmm. job, period. So it's like, it's great that we have that. Imagine if we didn't even have that. Right. And most people don't even have that. Or maybe this is your... Call your note, whoever's listening to this, like go find the black people at your company yeah. and get Always. cool. That's and the then, first thing I do when I get somewhere. Yeah, and then when you get somewhere that you can pull somebody up, pull them up. Like, do that. You can oh, because 
I feel like one thing that's understated when you go through school is the importance of interpersonal relationships yeah. and the importance of being able to connect with people who are not like you. Mm-hmm. Because think about every Zoom, you get on there and somebody's late, always. Yeah. So then you have to sit there and small talk yeah. with people who you otherwise would never, never talk ever to. Like to. Your, your worlds would never collide. Yeah. And then here you are talking because y'all are there for a shared goal yeah so now it's like okay what do we talk about that you care about (laughs) and i care about you know but if i'm on a call with a black woman did you see what why you know like nothing and then the vibes are just so good they feel comfortable it's like oh you feel like home you feel like a family member but you know what white people feel that too Mm -hmm. but they feel it they probably usually feel it like they always so, the, I mean, then we have the, okay, why are they getting promoted and why are they this and why are they that? That level of stress and burden that comes with just, like, making relationships for us, they have instantly, like, half of it because oh they God. Yes. relate to the person already, just off top. Like They, they relate on, like, all white movies that you ain't never seen, drinking, and the, the big colleges, you sport, you know. I was like, I ain't got nothing going with none of y'all. But it's culture. It's culture. At the end of the day, like, it's literally, it's their culture. And they, and I can't be mad at somebody who gets along with the older white person because they, you know, resonate. But I can hope that I come across an older black person so that we can, you know, like, I just. And it's crazy because, like, in order to get promoted, you kind of have to be in their circles. Yeah. They the people that's promotable. Oh, my God. We had it in. I'm not even gonna talk about that, but I'll tell you after. But um, yeah, just like working on 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 the side of the organization I do now, you hear a lot of stories and like, wow, this is how people are really moving. People really be stopping people's bags in corporate America. If y'all don't know, it's it's it's, it's silly sick. over some silly shit too. And it's like, but if you have if you're like buddy buddy, which is like how all the white people always are, they're all buddy buddy. It's like they, they get along, yeah. But it's the same sentiment as us. Like this, I think that that's what I'm gathering from this. Like, I can't be mad at y'all for getting along because y'all naturally get along. Yeah, I can be mad at y'all for not hiring more of me so that I can have somebody to get along with. (laughs) Like, why can't I have the friends? So you're forced to like, you know, code switch so you can like, you know, try to be more relatable and more, you know, seem more like approachable. Yeah, it's and it's crazy that across like races, people can perceive your personality in different ways. Yeah, like to a black person. I might be super approachable, but to someone else, I might be like, "Oh, she look, she comes off cold or something like that." But it's like <laughs> I just don't know you, especially when you don't hang out with them after hours, bro. You, you, we're you colleagues. It's like based on what my face looks like always, and they already are scared of black people. So like, okay, she looks scary. It's like I'm funny. Like, I'm, I'm friendly. Like, I'm like, bro, we are co-workers, not. Forty hours a week, you I have my both. time. You have my attention. Maybe anyone, a few more after <laughs> every like, week. Nothing. Oh, Damn. I don't even want to talk about like the pressures of going to after work events and things like that. And I think it's so silly. We have all day at work. It is true. And the vibes you relax at work. I'm just like, what more? Can we do? Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like a lot of workplaces can start to implement more like. If y'all want togetherness, do it while do we're it there. During those hours. Yeah. I'm there. Get four to five p.m. <laughs> yeah, eat. Let's snack, do it. Lunch, whatever. But like, do it then. But like, it's like, oh, 
having to prove that you are nice is so tiring because I feel like I'm such a nice person. I feel the same way. But dang, I gotta, let me get you this play. <laughs> let me get you this play, bro. It's like y'all oh. have never had to feel awkward ever in the workplace. I come in, I see 10,000 white people in me. It's How can I be comfortable, bro? <laughs> like, let's be honest. How can I be comfortable? And they don't, they don't get it. They just don't, or they don't care to get it. It's just like, but they also benefit from not getting it. They yeah. just exist. I know. Like, oh, isn't that fun? Just, just, just to not- just be at work, bro. Just to we, be. We talked about doing an episode like a uh, imagine if like roles were reversed oh, in a yeah. lot of contexts. You said I do that. Yeah. Imagine my firm was all black people. Or like all mostly black people, some Latinos, some Asians, and then like two white people. But then, but our culture, they would probably feel okay though. I'm just thinking about our culture is so welcoming and inviting. We'd be like, oh, you invite. I hate when people say that they invited people to the barbecue. But anyways, (laughs) we are very welcoming. So even even then, the sentiment would be a little bit different. Exactly. Well, Tom, come on over here. (laughs) We are so. We are so. Tom, Tom had a right. black whatever. Right, or if, if, if Tom did go on the conference, did y'all see what Tom did? That's the vibe, but other way around. It's because crickets. our culture is just so different, and those differences with regard to race are so deeply ingrained in American yeah. culture. Like, you can't go from, oh, we were y'all slaves two seconds ago to, want to come over here? Right. You want to be friends? Like, we didn't forget. <laughs> So, so it's just it's, it's, okay. it's mentally taxing being in there. You gotta play the mo games. Bro, I don't be in there to play games, bro. Come be my chick. Bro. Come be my chick. Bro, like anti friends at work. I'll be friends. I'm not anti friends. It's just like they be wanting too much. I'll be friends at work, but it's just like Do you wanna be friends too? <laughs> Like, are we, is this really what we're doing here? Explain to me. I just, I, I just come in and always know, already know what bucket they go in. So, you know, we had our, you know, ABC friends. I know they in D. Somewhere Ooh, beyond. What's before A? Whatever. <laughs> before A. That's where they are. They in that bucket. Yeah. And that's okay. Everybody yeah, got buckets. And that, that's, that's, that's why, fair. that's what, that's a better way to say it. Everybody got buckets in your life. And I think. We should only be really cool between eight and five. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, that but you know what's crazy though? We spend so much time at work that it's almost sickening that we're not best friends with the people. That- <laughs> Think about how much time I spend more time with people at work than I spend with my actual friends. So mm-hmm. technically, shouldn't we be besties? Like technically, shouldn't I be over your house? But eating the vibes, and though, one, but you be if, the vibes. But if the vibes were vibing, that would be the sentiment. Yeah, everybody at work would be. But they so much time. They do though. They, are, they like, do. All right. They be getting married to each other. Oh. Be friends. <laughs> be at each other weddings. They do do that. We just because they are that much authority. So ninety percent of the time. Ninety nine percent of the time. Oh, either go somewhere where we're in the majority <laughs> or just accept that it's the vibe's not going to be part Right. Not all white people are terrible. No. Some people in the workplace, you can just kind of tell that they yeah. know that, you know, that you're going to have certain experiences. People have told me like, 
oh yeah, I'm a chick and they treat me like trash. So they're definitely going to treat you worse. <laughs> and you know what? I appreciate that. I'm like, well, if they treat the white women like trash, bro, get on, go ahead and get you a new job. <laughs> go ahead and get you a new job. Okay. Yeah, but I appreciate people being honest. Okay, I want to go and talk about we're still going through how we define success. I want to go to the next one. Alrighty. So, we define success in the, like, professional um, arena. Yeah. It's in alignment with that, like, a similar con- concept. Success as far as education goes. Mm. To you, how do you define educational success? To me, like, goal-wise or in general? Educational success... I don't like want to seem like elitist or anything like that, but I just think bare minimum bachelor's degree is is educationally mm-hmm. successful. Yeah, yeah, but then we've talked about this like you can be smart in different in not. different ways, mm-hmm. and you just might not like school. Honestly, I don't like school like that because of homework. I like learning, but I don't like homework. I don't believe in homework. Me neither. I want to be a professor, and I'm not going to give nobody as homework. You, as you should just do that, because I'm like, I can, I love learning. Learning is, learning is it, fun. Yeah, and in class fulfilling. quizzes, yeah. in class homework, I'm cool with that. I don't even like quizzes. Right. But <laughs> the moment I got to take some home, I got to write a 32-page paper for what? You're not reading that. That means you're, infr- you're infringing on my time. My and then now I'm having to stretch something that I could tell you in like a few pages. Yeah. That's why I don't like page requirements. Yeah. Just let me tell you what I got to tell you. If I meet all the points, I get the points. If not, I don't. Yeah. That's it. That's okay. You're not going to sit here and read 50 pages. <laughs> Stop lying. You're not going to sit here and read that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to write it. So I would think, in, in my opinion, I feel like success educationally would just be like, you know, getting a bachelor's degree. Yeah. I think, I think education could mean, I think it could mean expertise. Mm, so like, it doesn't true. necessarily have to be like going into the classroom. So to be educationally successful means to become as much of an expert in whatever area you want to oh, be an expert yeah, in. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like, you could go to school and get a degree in sociology and then become a sociologist and be trash because yeah. you just did, you don't really actually yeah. know. You just mm. took the steps. That's like a good point. So I feel like, yeah, I don't, with regard to me and educational success, whatever I have right now is as successful as it's going <laughs> to be. So, so I'm going to just say my current I'm state screaming. of education I'm is screaming. educational success because the classroom, okay, the classroom in the legal context is not going to see me. I have to take, we have to do continuing legal education, like seminars and things. So, okay. But like, do I want to get like a, they have like masters of the, a JD is already a doctorate, but you can get like a masters of the, like, no, no, no. no. (laughs) I'm I'm good on it. So. Oh my God. I feel you. I'm going to go back to grad school. Oh, and I... No, I, I, like, hate it because, like I said, homework. I don't like homework. Yeah. I just want to learn. Yeah. That's it. So, I'm going to do that, though, because I feel like, like we just talked about, being a black woman in corporate America, I got to have other credentials and stuff yeah. and I don't move up, so... Yeah. One thing I will say about going to grad school, I think that I wish people would see it more, would be more strategic about it, and I can't speak on every single person's, like, journey that they've mm-hmm. done, but I see people getting the credentials before they have, like, 
vision mm, or experience yeah and then that really puts you back so say you go and get a bachelor's and then instead of going and working or seeing what you want to do you just instantly get a master's now you're young and overqualified yes. and they don't want to pay you yep. for the education that you have because you don't have the experience yeah. to back it so if you're considering grad school i would say just look at, like this is to our listeners just figure out what the requirements of your thing are and do those like if I could have not gone to law school and been a lawyer I would have did that (laughs) so like if you could do whatever it is you're trying to do without that just make it work for you and don't let the outside pressures of society and people putting a timeline on you like okay you're smart are you gonna go get a figure it out for you yeah on your own time that's such a good point remember when I was just about to graduate high school and I had you help me with the letter high school uh, high school bro (laughs) I just took the second vaccine y'all my bad (laughs) the girls are Uh, thinking in the days where did I graduate from college yeah and I was trying to go to grad school for just about anything I didn't really (laughs) oh I read your stuff yeah you helped me with my statement my memory is I know I'm not. I end up not getting in, but it has been the biggest blessing because I've. I literally figured out what I want to do this year. What were you even applying for? It was. was, No, it was applying for a a master's in luxury fashion. (laughs) 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 No, because that's not funny. Because that's a real thing. That's a real thing. I believe you. That's a real thing. But I didn't get in. A master's in luxury luxury fashion. That's what I wanted to be like an editor. Now I don't even do that. I know now for a fact what I want to do. But it took me four years to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't tell me then that it was a master's. Yes, luxury. I did. It was a luxury. You read the damn paper. Okay, well, I'll try that. <laughs> <laughs> you read the freaking paper. Okay, but even if you were to pursue a master's in luxury fashion, mm-hmm. there probably would need to be a little bit more that happens yeah. between your undergrad time yes. and pursuing that degree. Exactly. Because when you just like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they'd be like, that's not. That's why some, um, when I'm going back to, I'm going back to come MBA, some of them require you have experience. Yeah. yeah. Like legitimate work experience before yeah. you can even apply. Yeah. So now that I'm four years post, I have enough experience yeah, to get continued uh-huh. education. Yeah. So <laughs> that ties in all of our conversations <laughs> together. Figure out what works for you, fashion <laughs> Stop trying to <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Now, if Anyways. I would have went through my you know, got in, I would have been out here styling Rihanna and you would have been like, Ooh. No, I would have supported you regardless, but I'm just <laughs> so saying luxury. I'm not <laughs> laughing at the luxury fashion. <laughs> I'm laughing at the series of events. What major were you in undergrad? Girls, a business major, marketing. Okay, that low key, that's yeah, not that. It kind of works. It kind of works, but yeah. just knowing, you yeah. know. But I didn't have any internship experience except like business. You shape. were like, I want to be <laughs> a luxury fashion, like. But that's yeah. All of this together, like. Take your time with things, you figure it, it out, and make sure it makes sense because just because it makes sense in your brain right. like, doesn't necessarily mean that it translates. Then so. I wanted to go and get my master's in computer science. <laughs> I had a moment, bro. That, I had a moment. But now, like I said, I'm four years post. So I know what I want to do now, do. but I'm just saying, like, I'll be honest. I'm really trying to show y'all what it's like to graduate college and to find yourself. I mean, yeah. 
Boom. Find, it, but it, find yourself is the key. Here. Yeah. Like find you and what you want and where you are trying to go. Yeah. Because if you let too much external stuff get mm. into your own success journey, then yeah. it'll get all jumbled up and weird. So <laughs> figure out your own stuff. Okay. Um, okay. We just have two more. How would you define success with regard to family? What do you mean? What does it mean to have like successful familial relationships? Like with my mom and them or like my own family? I mean, the family you have now. But you could say in the future too. Oh yeah, do both. I think we're about as successful as we can get. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Me and my family, like, we operate okay just the way we are. That's what I'm going to say. Because I have such differing opinions than my family i will give you an example because this recently happened to me so there's speculations that my one of my cousins might be gay and he's never like outright came out and said it yeah but do you feel like he is i feel like yeah he could potentially be okay um and my uncle i was over his house and because i my uncle is my mom's brother okay so he blew up but i really prefer his wife over him okay okay so i always go there to see a wife i don't go there to see him um, hey uncle if you're listening to this he, you don't know, just... <laughs> he know that <laughs> um and we were just having a conversation and he started talking about him in a very derogatory manner talking about something that's why he doesn't come around he's scared i'm like scared what you mm-hmm. i'm like what what are you gonna do i'm like and if he is what's the issue about that right and he, you know, started being self-righteous. And I'm just going to put this out on the record because I don't really care about anybody knowing this, but my uncle's an abuser. So he's... So I'm saying, pa- I'm like, and I, I want to say it because my aunt was right there. I didn't want to bring up any, yeah. like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, and even with another member of my family, I'm not going to say who, because I don't want nobody saying nothing because I'm going to have to say some shit. Um... They were talking about, I was on the phone with one of my friends, and once I got off, because um, my sister was like, it sounds like a girl, I'm like, no, it's a boy. And, ooh, I'm going to cut the part off. <laughs> 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 I don't know how to cut it off, video. So I'm going to cut it off. And then my, someone in my family <laughs> was like, where, like, where do you get all these <gasps> gay friends? No, she was like, is your friend gay? I was like, yeah, he's gay. And she's like, where, where do you get all these, like, gay friends? I'm like, what do you mean? Talking about where do you get them? Yeah. And she, she basically all of a sudden, like, why do you hang out with, like, gay people? I was like, what do you, I was going to ask her, like, why do you protect abuse, abusers? Oh, right. I didn't get to that, but I was like, I'm, I'm I feel like, I, I, I told her, I was like, I'm, I hang out with people that I like. Right. And if I like your personality, then, then you're that's, friends. That's that. I say all that to say, where, where, where did this even come from? Oh, success in right. family. I feel like for me and my family, we're about as successful as we can get because we're never going to see eye to eye on all the things that I believe in. And that's you just accepting it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't get to choose them, but I also can choose not to be around them. Period. But when I do have my own family, I would hope that I raise some children who are kind who are non-homophobic all the isms they're not that quite mm-hmm. yeah quite the opposite and they're just like their own people you know like i really like how 
Willow and Jaden. I Jayden knew you were gonna say because me too. Me well, I from what I can see, from what we can see on us, I'm like that is just a great. They look like they are just exactly who they want to be. They're just free. And exactly, just... and I like that. And they, you know, seem like they're not down with the isms and all that. Uh-huh. And that is like bare minimum for me. If yeah. my kids can come out nice and kind and don't be on that weird shit, then you have done a. I have done a tremendous job. job, and hopefully. If I have a partner, that they would be on, on that same, same wave pad. That's yeah. kind of a lot to ask of a lot of men, but like, Unfor- yeah, unfortunately, a lot of hetero men. So it's kind of like, yeah, that's why I always say like, for me, also for me, I'm like, I told you I grew up in a blended family, but like nuclear family has always been like what people push. Or Not, oh no, okay, okay, yeah, what yeah, people push people, in my family. Yeah, yeah. At first, it started off being like a goal, but then now I'm just like, it's not that important to me. To have, to have an, a so nuclear family. So you don't mind family. if you get with someone who already has a child? Okay, now I said that. No, no, no. I'm saying like, oh, we got to have a mom, a dad, and kids. Boom. No. I don't, I'm, I'm saying like for me, I don't have to be married. Oh, okay. You're saying you don't need a man. I you don't. Could, oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm like, is that what you're saying? I ain't trying to really Oh, you don't okay. want the Then they're done that. Okay, I ain't got to. Nah, hell no. But once I get to a certain point in my life, if you're a great guy and you have uh, one, max two kids, I don't care. So you're saying that you are okay with that. I'm okay with that, but I was saying, like, for me, like, family-wise, like, I really want to be a mom. But I'm not sure if you want to be a wife. Okay, and you know, that's fair. I feel like there's so much, we are exposed to so many, um, so much hurt Mm -hmm. and so much just stuff going left like you look on the media like oh he cheated on her oh yeah i just feel low-key afraid (laughs) no i'm because the more afraid the more vulnerable you are with a person the more chance they have to hurt you and let you down so it's like okay do you go the marriage route with someone knowing that you are investing so much time into this person who could disappoint you that's scary as hell so yeah i don't want to i don't want to tell people like don't love because you won't get you yeah. but it's a very delicate thing like yeah. and i feel like you have to be very selective super with who selective you give your love to mm-hmm. because there's a chance they're gonna get hurt mm-hmm. and and also being giving of your love without needing i don't want to say without needing it in return but being okay that you might give it and then it goes left and you never get it back. And mm, at and, least from that person. Yeah. I mean, just it's like giving someone a gift for Christmas. Or it's like even, Yeah. Even if like y'all break up after that gift, like say you gave someone a very expensive thing. If you're going to want that back, you shouldn't be giving it in the first place. So I feel like the same way about love. Like if you're giving love to someone and you expect it to definitely be the person you spend the rest yeah. of your life with, you can't go into it expecting that. You're you going to open yourself up for a can of hurt. Yeah, a can, a big old jar of hurt. So it's like love based on you and your heart, not out of expectation that this is going to be the person that you necessarily have to be with yeah. for the rest of your life. But... I would say on that topic, this is for me personally speaking, me and Mervelina Flata speaking about my experience. Um, I would say, like, my last relationship was, like, kind of, like, it was good, but when it was bad, it was bad. Your last was okay. Yeah. And when we were done, it was, I was, like, because I had just recently seen this video. Did you see I retweeted this, um, 
this boy talking about like love. He had this southern accent and he was smoking a blunt. I don't know. I don't think so. But I just like resonated so well with that video because I'm just like, damn, love really does hurt when the shit don't fucking work out. When it don't work out. Yeah. But when it does not work out, like, bro, it was like pretty bad. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time. So not over it. But after that experience, I feel like in that instance, I gave all the love that I have ever tried to give somebody, you know? To that person. Mm-hmm. And, it, and bro, when I say I will, I personally would never, we'll do, never that. do that again. Absolutely. Because you learned that that's not, uh-huh. Absolutely would never, ever do that. I don't care how great the person is. I just, you just cannot, personally could not put myself in that a, type of situation ever again. Only person I can have all my love with my kids. And, and yourself. It, and myself. And that's yeah. it. That's so scary, and it's terrible that the trauma that comes out of loving someone. Yeah. Like, okay, I gave you so much love, and it went so left that now for the next person, like, the next person isn't going to get that much love. Because you showed me that I can't even give out that much love. Now, that is sick and sad. But you know what? I aspire to only love in situations where I can do it freely. Mm. So, like... That's why I love friendships. (laughs) Love your mom, love your friends, love your siblings, because if you have to do it with kind of, oh, but I don't know if, like, I want to give you something, but I don't know if this, that's such a uneasy feeling. So, yeah, I aspire to love only where I can do it, where where I can be me, because I hate having to try and be somebody else. Like, I'm a lover. If I have to pretend that I don't really, like, no. Where I can be free and also where I can be loved by how I like to be loved, you know? Okay. People who understand you and they understand, okay, Ambria likes to be loved this way. So I'm going to show her love that way. And Ambria knows I love to be this way. I love to love be loved this way. So Ambria's going to give that back to that me. That understanding is so that's important. A, damn, that's that yin and yang sign. That liter- That's what that is. That and it's not sign. even like, do you love me how I love you? Because that shouldn't be the same because mm-hmm. we're two different people. Mm-hmm. But it's being intentional about like knowing who I am and what yeah. I like and treating me accordingly. So yeah. Fulfilling people's needs. That's the hierarchy of happiness, right? Oh remember that? Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Maslow's theory is or oh, some shit like that, bro. <laughs> I forgot what the whole thing was called. Yeah. But yeah. I I never even really answered, but I think I sort of looked yeah. the answer like my definition of success. Family wise, we we just answered love was the next one. We just literally did that. Oh, so, do we? Yeah, like oh. that was what we really successful a successful love. What would the difference be between that? I feel like relationships, those two could have been put into one. But do you have different like for relationships? Yeah, like uh, how, you, you what's just a heard, successful love? You just heard me saying, "I ain't giving nobody love." Yeah, so, so <laughs> we, so we answered that one. Then. Yeah, if I ain't ever been hurt, but I don't know what that fucking look like anymore. So I feel like my answer is the same with family, any kind of relationship. If I can just love, like I want to love, just be the person that I want to be, and I have to worry about if you gonna do me wrong or if you're doing other yeah. things that I don't know about. Like I just want to feel as free as possible and as much of myself it's really sick that people just be hurting folks like that (laughs) no for real like it is sick but like you just sat up there and did that (laughs) (laughs) like why you really did that yeah they did that huh yeah that's interesting humans suck but um you know, I also want to point out too, and we're talking about success and all this other stuff. And I always see on Twitter men trying to humble women who are successful. 
bro, if women are successful and don't have a man or kids, leave them the fuck alone. Maybe they don't want kids, maybe they can't have kids, or maybe they're just waiting a little bit to be in a position to provide for their kids. Step back. I feel like those kinds of women are women like us who have conversations like these where we weigh the circumstances and the potential outcomes. And it's like, okay, if it's looking like this might go left, then why would I even give it my time? Like, okay, if I'm considering, should I have a child right now? Okay, is the person who I'm in a situation with right now, like, does, do they want a child right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Are they trying to raise a child with me right now? And if the answer is no, I'm not gonna have a kid. Oh, um, why don't you? Why aren't you married? Okay, is the relationship that I'm in right now ready for the marriage stage? If it's not, then I'm not gonna get yeah. married right now. Like, what's the incentive? <laughs> We're having these conversations, considering things. Yeah, and they're like, if you don't have that, then you weak. Now it's an option, bro, and they can't handle that. That's literally they can't wild. handle that at all because they used to be the prized positions. Oh, you got a man. Oh, you got some kids. Ooh. And it's not that now, way no more because we're looking. We who are childless, yeah, are looking at people with kids. Like y'all got to do what? I want to go on vacation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go out of town. Who's going to watch that thing? Like, And we really just have to be honest. Women bear 90% of the child care. Rearing burden. Yeah, they do. Like, We got to care. We got to do 90% of creating the child and 90% of caring for the child. You ever seen that one um, video? I think it was Jimmy Fallon. One of them late night shows. And they was on the streets asking dads, what's your kid's birthday? <gasps> Who's your kid's dentist? Who's your kid's best friends? When I tell you... There was a dad standing next to his son. First question, like, what's your son's birthday? He's like, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> One dad was like, I can't even tell you. His daughter's talking about something. It was yesterday. <laughs> and then the mama come and they ask her, like, what's your what's your children's um, primary care physician? Got it. Who's their dentist? Got it. Who's all for your kids' best friends? And she boop, 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 boop. <laughs> And the daddy didn't even remember That's the birthday so, from yesterday. Bro, I'm sick to my stomach. At yesterday, Ambria, bro. You was there. I'm sick. You was there. You know what? <laughs> That's, that also speaks to the importance of having a child with someone who wants a child and wants a child with you and wants a child with you in that moment and wants to raise that child with you. And Ooh. don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a single mother. No. And there's people who, like you were just saying, like you don't even know if you want a man. Yeah. So, okay, there's women like that. But if you are someone who wants to raise a child with someone, you have to know all of those things because yeah. if any one of those things is not a secure yes, yeah. you're going to end up somewhere. Maybe. It has to be a capital Y-E-S, not even a Y-E-A-H. <laughs> it has you, to be yes, like a thousand, two thousand percent certain. And you can tell when a dude wanted a baby. Yeah. You can tell when you're like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with her. Like, yeah. I, and don't get me wrong, there's people who like didn't want the baby and they end up like that too. But yeah. you can just kind of, there's just like a vibe around yeah. a man who you can tell wanted to be a father. Don't put nobody in a situation to be a father if they didn't want to be a father or if they didn't want to be a father at that moment yeah. or whatever the case may be. Cause I'm pro abortion on the side of the woman and on the side of like, if you know, like, you won't be supported and you know you can't do it by yourself, that's totally okay. Completely. That's totally okay. Cause then I don't, I don't want to. I've seen folks like they have kids and this is like no shade or like me judging or anything. And then like the father completely is just like not there. And that's sick. And you can see like the person is struggling and mm-hmm. I'm just like, 
ugh, you know? It makes me hate the men, obviously, because yeah. the moms are doing the best right, that they can right, do, right. you know? But it's just like... It's so, it's so complex. So complicated, but yeah. to the extent you can ignore society's timeline for you and their, you know, expectations of you and what you should be doing yeah. and figure out, is this going to work for me? Is this going to work for the other person? And is the child going to be affected? Right. And you know, another thing about, while well, on the child topic, maybe it's just like the way I be thinking, I be thinking, you know, I want to write a book about random things. No, about women just living in society, only men being banished oh, right, or something. Right, right, right. But I think, like, you know, when we're having a conversation of, like, knowing, like, how the person is before having a kid about, before, before you have a kid with them, a lot of people can change after, too. Oh, that's another. That, that's some scary shit. That's scary. And for me, I take a page out of my mom's book because she had to deal with, like, a really, her first marriage was, like, really bad. And when I tell you, like, when they broke up, my mom was like, you're on child support, you pay, you pay, you pay, you don't, you don't. And she never spoke to that man ever again unless it's about the son. Uh-huh. That's what I strive to do. Mm-hmm. If you show up and you decide you don't want to be a father, I would, first of all, ask him to sign their rights away. Mm-hmm. Okay, ASAP. fair, yeah. Because then when the child grows up, you have to explain why you weren't there. Yeah, I'm not going to sit not. here and concoct stuff, yeah. try to fight you, go on Facebook, I got a kid to raise. <laughs> are you either gonna pay your child yeah. support, or you, or the government gonna you know take it and give it to me? Whatever y'all yeah. need to do, y'all do that. But sign it right away, and you going on child support, and yeah. we can go about a merry day. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not about to fight you. Right. I think that that's a good place to be in as far as that goes. And low key, everyone should be prepared for that. Unfortunately, I know. it's sad to think like, okay, even if this is like your husband and y'all yeah. decided you're going to spend the rest of your life together, he could switch up at any moment. Hey. So you have to, in addition to wanting to be Lord. like with that person and have a family, you have to want to be a mom individually. Yeah. Like, would you be okay parenting that kid by yourself? Because if you wouldn't, then Don't. you still, you also shouldn't. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. And it sucks that you can't depend on the person that got you pregnant. No. But good. it's just like, you gotta do what's best for you. And I, the the way we've seen men act, I think, <laughs> no, like, it's kind of ridiculous. So. Okay, uh, everybody. Thank yeah. you for listening to us talk about success. We always take a different, pers- you know, a different view of something that we talk about in society. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed the conversation. I like this one; it's a good conversation. I think so too, and I think it will make it made me think about it, and hopefully, it makes you, our listeners, think about how do you define success in every aspect of your life, and then what can you do to take baby steps toward that thing? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be some, you know, big, large thing. It could be small. Like, let me clear out some space in my life for more, you know, free love or whatever the case may be. But yeah, we hope that you find success in whatever Whatever that looks like for you. And a couple of tidbits from me. Don't let nobody rush you in anything you do. Mm-hmm. Steady, slow and steady always wins the race. Yeah. Do you, if you want a family, strive for it. If you don't want a family, continue no. right. to do you. But don't let someone else make that decision for you. Be prepared to take any blows life may throw at you. But overall, it's gonna 
throw them. One thing about life is it's gonna definitely be hard. <laughs> that's we know two things in this world that we're gonna die and life gonna be hard. Okay? <laughs> but I mean that's the importance of this conversation. Like to the extent that you can control things, minimize the stuff that don't feel good. Yeah. Like, mitigate the risk. Yeah, mini- literally life is all about mitigating risk. Yes. So Thank y'all for joining us. You can follow You're us. <laughs> you can follow us on social media, Read the Room Pod, Instagram, and Twitter. And then you can email us, readtheroompod at gmail.com. And you can go on Curious Cat. Click the link in our bio on Instagram. Oh, let me make sure it's in there. <laughs> oh, this is like the 15th time. I know, I know, but I'm going to check it out. We, um, we appreciate y'all so much. Yeah. We rock with y'all so much. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And we'll... Y'all listen to us next time. (laughs) We'll see you. We'll see you next time. You'll hear us. You'll hear us next time. Bye. Bye.